0: Welcome, everybody, to Reliving the Extreme, episode 105. I know my voice may sound a bit strange. But that's right, because I'm not Nate and I am Archie Mitchell filling in for Nate tonight on the show. Nate is dealing with some uh, health issues with his mouth. He just had, had some dental surgery. So I'm here with my buddy, Karen <laughs>
1: But how did you put it that way? He's dealing with some mouth <laughs>
0: issues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm here All with right. Nate's brother Aaron, and I'm here with the ever so lovely Chad Austin, whose name is Dumb Archie tonight. So <laughs> I guess we'll see if I fit into that criteria. Uh yeah, guys. No,
1: this is gonna be a doozy. <laughs>
0: So, guys, before we get into what we're going to be talking about tonight, which we'll be looking at ECW Haskell City Showdown 1995, all three of us would like to talk about uh, a fallen uh, wrestler, a fallen brother for Chad. Uh, Jay Briscoe passed away a couple days ago in a tragic car accident uh, at the age of 39. Uh, His two daughters were involved in some very heavy-duty operations at the hospital. And apparently, according to Jay's wife, is doing. They are both doing much better. Thank you, Jesus. Chad, give us your thoughts about everything that happened, and you know your relationship with Jay and everything like that.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I'm not gonna. I, I don't believe this. is gonna be the platform that I would that I would that I, I would use to say what I really want to say. I understand, about Jay. But yeah, but uh, I mean, dude, I knew I've known Jay. I knew it since he was, like, 15. And, like, he missed his prom to work me and my partner. Wow. Uh, you know, at a show. And when they showed up, and, and, the, and, the, and the promoter was like, well, I don't know if they're going to show up because, you know, tonight's their prom and all. And, and my partner was like, no, dude, it's fucking, it's them boys. And, you know what I mean? <laughs> It's not Randy and Bill Malky. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> these aren't fucking these aren't bones, you know. These are right. These are winning the Bone Award week. They're showing up, and after we work, and we did our shit, and then uh, you know uh, I I'm I'm not even gonna speculate. Of course they won. I'm I, they had to have won, and <laughs> and they did all their shit, and then the next time we saw each other, it was always like. Hey man, remember that time when you and Dino and we were um, we we're like no, no, we don't remember any of that. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and, and they're and they're going and they're going like, well, you put me on the top rope and you did. I said I don't I don't think that was <laughs> us. That, that that had to have been you, you had to you had to have obviously had it confused with the Maximos. Oh God, because because you're you're talking about going to the top rope. <laughs> And doing, you know, a Spanish fly or whatever the hell it was on the top rope. And I'm like, dude, not us.
0: <laughs> now, seeing Chad Austin do a Spanish fly might have been something else. Right? No,
1: it, it's seeing Chad Austin take a Spanish fly. That, right. That's how it usually worked out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I'm not, I'm not putting the gob there on purpose. Because, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm not Spanish and I don't fly.
2: yeah so it it was it it, it was
1: it was kind of like you know and 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 the cool thing was was like um he he was somebody that wasn't that i wasn't close to on a day-to-day basis per se right but my wife even heard enough things that i've said about him in the past about like oh my god dude if i could have told you about that time you know you know, where the briskos, you know, or when he did this, and we did, we had a, we had a whole indie war, we toured a building up kind of thing, and she's like, no, she's like, you're right, I don't know who they are, but I've heard you talk about them, you know, and, yeah, they yeah. must have been somebody that you really liked, and I was like, dude, me and Dino really liked them, motherfuckers.
0: Uh, I, uh, I got to meet Jay at a uh, indie event in Rawley, New Jersey, about, I want to say 12 years ago, and it was him and his brother taking on Teddy Hart and Jack Evans in a tag match, which was fantastic. They they went everywhere in that arena and had a great match. And then after the show, Teddy and Jack were supposed to do a meet and greet, and they dipped out early. They wanted to get back to the the hotel and party. So um, we're sitting there waiting, and the promoter's like, yeah, Teddy and, and Jack left. And the Briscoes come over like, yeah, we'll sign anything. We'll take any pictures you guys want. We'll do whatever, you know what I mean? They were as cool as anything. They were friendly. Jay sat there and talked about, you know, they're going to Japan. They're going to be here. They're going to be there. And after that, it stayed with me that I watched their career. After that, I wanted to see everything those guys did and watching. The yeah, they, they were gonna. They were gonna go.
1: They were gonna go to Japan. They were gonna go to Europe. They were gonna go to and England. And they did. They did. They killed it everywhere but, they went. But at the end of the day, what they ultimately did was drove down fucking Laurel, Delaware, and fucking fed them chickens. Yep. <laughs> <You> know, definitely <laughs> dude, that dude, it, it, it's it's hilarious <laughs> to me because that was kind of like a joke like with me and my partner when they were like oh we leave here son we're gonna go to the airport we gotta go to we gotta go to Germany, and all this other stuff and we were just like you ain't going anywhere <laughs> like there's a tractor outside and <laughs> and we're and we're in like uh you know, we're like Milford, Delaware or something. And and me and my partner knew we're like, we're like 13 minutes from your house. You're not you're not going to the Tokyo Dome. I don't know. I don't know where you're really going. <laughs> but but with that big John Deere, I doubt very seriously you're gonna they're gonna allow overnight parking at the at the uh terminal.
0: At the you know, they might have had long term parking. You don't know that for sure for a tractor. You don't know it's an airport they might do what they want you know oh I i I know for a fact they drove that tractor
1: <laughs> they drove that tractor they that 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 um papa papa fucking guy drove that tractor and he had two like little gym bags hanging off the side of it and he had two little boys like they were never they, they they reached for the sky at like whatever sixteen seventeen years old whatever they were. Like holding on to that tractor where we were riding down to that arena <laughs> in a little fucking piece of shit Delaware. And, and me and my partner like uh like I said, me and Dino, we couldn't have been any more excited. Like after the first couple times we worked together, we couldn't have been any more excited to get to a building and find out, Hey, you working at Risco again. And it's like, Oh well, it was gonna be so and so and so and so. But you know we're fine we're cool.
0: You. you know we're exactly. we're
1: down we're down with the Briscoes man. And they were like whatever right. you want to do. And we were like you know we've already had this match you know, already had this right. match.
0: Right, it became it became a little bit easier because you guys knew each other so well, right? Yeah, you know
1: it it, it wasn't it wasn't like a, we became like best friends or anything like that where we you know I sent them Christmas cards and shit like that. Just, every time we saw each other it was like it was cause it was cuz or you know bro kind of kind of thing and if we didn't work each other we saw each other it was always like what's up cuz what's up bro and I, I look at the, I, look, I look at the one fucked up one and just be like damn
0: <laughs> that's the crazy one i don't
1: know, I, I don't i don't know which
0: one's which Jay was the one with the spiky hair and the long beard, and Mark was the shaved head with the beard. Recently, but when they were younger, they were hard to tell apart. I will say that.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess, I guess we were we were cool with the one that was the most responsible
0: one. I think that was Jay, from what I've heard. <laughs> okay, you're probably you're probably right.
1: <laughs> I mean, because I mean, back back in the day, you know, it was twenty some years twenty some years ago, so the political correctness <coughs> wasn't exactly right. um, where it is today. But it used to be with we were the with the less retarded one. Oh my god, Aaron, anything you'd like
3: to add? Uh, just <clears> that the, the Briscoes were were a great team, still are a great team. I shouldn't say were, but they were a great tag team, and um, I'm glad to hear that. His kids. I mean, it, he had two kids that were involved in that accident, and I was worried about yeah. that. So I'm glad to hear they're they're doing good. Um, I was a little pissed off, and I don't usually get mad when what when corporations or whatever like try to distance themselves from things. But I thought it was what kind is- of shitty that TNT and Whatever didn't want right um, Tony Khan to pay tribute to him because some fucking tweets or whatever they put out like ten years ago. I thought that was kind of shitty, but
1: nobody's ever gonna recognize me when I die. I'm only gonna get get recognized by KKK radio. And like and it's it's not even like that, but like they're they're gonna be the ones that'll pick up on the one tweet where I make a I make a mention about Nelly. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, and then <laughs> I'm gonna end up getting blocked. So yeah, yeah, it sucks, man. It sucks that you know you know how it works. But you know it it should happens. And and Nate, we've been doing these Aaron, we've been doing these shows so many times where we talked about people that you know and and there's nobody you're gonna you're not gonna have a, a skeleton in you know what i mean right. Yeah. And, and, right and it's not it's not a big deal i mean i could I, i'll already i'll already tell you all my fucking skeletons like fuck. all right i'm not running for public office stupid yeah. uh, you
0: know what i mean yeah i look i look at it like this uh and i hate i hate to get biblical but it says, let he without sin cast the first stone. So if you're going to hold somebody responsible for something they said 10 years ago, point the finger at yourself and think about what you did 10 or 20 years ago. For TNT to say you can't do a tribute is bullshit. Yeah. yeah. And Chad, yeah. Chad, I promise you, <laughs> I want that story just not on this show. Maybe the next show, maybe my show. Another, just I want that midget story somewhere down the line. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean,
0: I,
1: I I've been busy, and all and I've done a lot of stuff. Well, I've been busy. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> I, um, I I honestly could have been oh. a part of a what uh, pe- 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 is it called? Pedo Pro Wrestling.
3: <laughs> Pedo Pro Wrestling. PPW Pedo no, Pro
1: Wrestling. <laughs> all right. Well, we because he him. In the jet- <laughs> but 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 it wasn't it wasn't because of her oh, age. It was oh because of her height. Oh my
0: right. god. <laughs> All right, from that, we're going to lead into ECW Hospital (laughs) City Showdown 95. April 15, 1995, from the ECW Arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The show kicks off with the ring announcements for our opening match, which is Stevie Richards taking on Mikey Wimper. Well, Well, where was I?
1: How come I wasn't on this show?
0: What about that word
3: jumble thing that has the beginning of it? That was fucking weird.
0: It was, it was, and it never, I don't know that it led to anything I never saw what it was supposed to lead to You know what I mean? It just, it was just mind-blowing I
1: never saw what What you what were talking about What do you mean, word jumble? What? Go ahead, Aaron, talk about it Well, right before the show start
3: started They did, like A word, like Like, all these different words Like, flashed on the screen real quick And then they just jumped into the show
1: like Paulie,
0: me and polly, I guess. I mean, give me
1: give me a couple of the words because I I didn't see this at I, all. I do have a couple of the words. It was
3: a it was a quick thing. And <laughs> midget. No,
1: it, was, it wasn't midget. No, fuckers, like
3: that. Um, what like it was just this quick thing, and um, one of the things it said was watch more TV. Freedom. Believe. The truth is a myth. That was just a bunch of shit that popped up.
0: And well, how never did never that... them... Jesus?
1: Wait, 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 wait a second here. How did the production look? Did it look like it was produced from from Steve and Paul from ECW, or was this third party
0: shit? Right, did like WWE add that to the network or something? No, this was yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. I I think it was it was Paul. And I, it, it was a Raven thing they were doing, but it, it looked, it was it was a bunch of quick just clips of like words and phrases and shit that it was like super quick. And I had to like pause to see what I could see. Like I had to like pause it to like get the words that they were putting up there. It, it was weird, but it was cool. Did,
1: did the words stink? No. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Were they any of the words? Cause I, I actually don't even I, I don't I don't remember seeing any of this. All I remember was seeing. I mean, I, the, the way my show opened was with stupid fucking Stevie Richards and Mikey. That's the that's the way the show opened with me. <laughs> and and well, mine, I was mine like,
0: opened the same way as Aaron's, but I didn't I didn't think much of it because it didn't lead to it. see If it would have led to something later on. I probably would have found myself going back and seeing what it was about, but it didn't, there was, they never mentioned it again in the show.
1: Well, Archie, did it lead to anything later on? Not even on this show,
0: but entirely? No, it was like, they did it one time and we're like, we're done. I don't remember this ever happening again.
1: Uh, I wonder, I wonder if that was something to do with Brian Lee. Maybe. Uh, I mean, I, I I'm trying to think. I'm just trying to think, but no, it, it didn't air on what I watched, or I didn't pay attention because it must have been quick. But I can't think of anybody, you know, immediately that came in per se that you know whatever that would have had anything to do with that. Because I know Brian Lee was probably right around the right around the time where he was like where Paul was going to just start pretending to pay everybody. <laughs> <laughs> to come in. Yeah, I'll bring all these other guys in. We'll just start pretending to pay these people <laughs> and, and see what we can get. So, yeah, I, mean, I, I have to go back and look at that one, man. That's
0: very interesting, Archie. Good good, right? good pull. No, definitely, Aaron. I, like I said, I didn't think much of it because it didn't lead anywhere. Mikey and Stevie had a re- actually a really good wrestling match, which was surprising to a certain extent. A lot of yeah, it was well. from the outside with Raven. Hack Myers coming out after Mikey left the ring for a minute and came back. And then the Pitbulls and Public Enemy as well. They and must have had a really good place. match.
1: They must have had a really good match because right next to it, I wrote, oof.
0: It wasn't, no, no. What <laughs> I mean for those, for those two individuals, Mikey being the ragdoll gets thrown around and Stevie being the goofball, they actually had a decent match compared to what I remember them doing in ECW. You know what I mean?
1: Uh, because you remember you you remember the reason why you remember what you remember was because at the time that you saw them, neither one of them two could fucking lead a Walmart,
0: right? <laughs> and, exactly.
1: And, and you see where I'm going here, and right. <laughs> and, and, and both the, and both of them guys thought that they were the fucking cats me out because they both worked in a fucking local fucking you know an Hispanic gym somewhere, you know. And, and they wow. had the little spot fest match. And it was, oh, it was great. You should have seen them 14 kids. Oh, they were going <laughs> banana. They were going banana. But, yeah, I was watching it. And the only, the only fucking four letters that I could have wrote next to that was O-O-F-F. <laughs> and I was like, I, I said, this match, this match is ridiculous. It, it, it was ridiculous. And it, it's no it's no offense to, like, you, Archie. I'm not saying you. Didn't no, no, no I understand. And it was it's nothing like that, but I'm watching it from 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 my perspective. Of course. Um, of course. And then and I'm watching it going,
0: why'd they send
1: them two out there? Like it was <laughs> murder. Like <laughs> they sent these two well, out I mean, there to were, die.
0: They were in the opening match, so I guess if somebody has to pull the curtain open and leave it to the two guys that no one's really going to care about that much right now. Well, you it know? was the
1: one guy nobody's going to care about right now. Because Mike Mikey Mikey they already cared about. Oh yeah, they love
0: Mikey. Yeah, they
1: love the,
3: Mikey. the the main thing that I put from it was that this was the debut of um Stevie's gimmick, you know? Like before because he had been wrestling in like the tights and doing like the Scotty Flamingo and and Johnny Polo and, and, and wrestling in the normal like wrestling gear. This was the debut of Stevie and his old Short short sitting top right. and all that shit. So it that's the main thing I took away from it. So it's Joey's it
1: purpose, is what you're saying. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Joey constantly saying, I want to see him sing YMCA was like, Wow. <laughs> even at that time, like Joey Styles was straight up calling him queer.
1: Dude, I, I can't <laughs> tell you. I mean, I don't know for a fact, and I'm not even going to speculate this at all, but how how much me and Raven kind of like like booked that whole entire like gimmick because really well, well me me and raven were a lot closer than a lot of people like speculate like they knew about because like we you know around this time we were kind of traveling together with stevie but stevie was kind of like the greenhorn of the guys right and and me and scotty were always talking about old portland and old, like old, like stupid like our our gimmick was stupid angles, like stupid okay. promotions and stuff. And me and Scotty would have a ball <laughs> doing all this. And, and somehow like just Stevie just kind of became the driver. And we used to and when when we would come up with all these stupid angles, Raven would be like, well, hey, look at Stevie to do it. I'm trying out on Stevie, right? <laughs> and, and Stevie didn't give a shit, you know, so
0: you know, I was like, yeah, we'll get Stevie to do it. Well, from that opening match, we flipped to a highlight from a match that happened, I guess, at a past hostel city showdown. Tony Stetson versus a name I know I'm gonna screw up. Totsuba Gen Genjin. I think I'm
1: saying it uh-huh. right. <clears throat> I'm not stepping on that fucking tool.
0: <laughs> and Totsuba has on some bad kiss makeup and I'm thinking he borrowed Jimmy Snooker's gear.
1: <clears throat> I I thought it was Genki Sudo.
0: Are you sure it wasn't Genki Sudo? <laughs> it was so the, the name I had on my screen was, was Totsubo Gentren.
1: Uh yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, um I, I wasn't at that show. Like per se, I I may have been there. No, I doubt I was even there because I I was a big fan of them guys, and I loved all the Missionoka Pro guys. Oh, no, it wasn't you know, Missionoka Pro. It was more the Tokyo Tokyo Pro guys, right? And I loved them guys. And for some reason, I wasn't at that show. But yeah, I was like, "What the fuck are these guys doing here?" You know? Yeah. Like I who who, who 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 booked these fucking guys? You already got me and Mikey. Me and Mikey are already sweeping up the fucking. You know, <laughs> we're already sweeping up the locker room and cleaning the place up. Why they need some Japanese
2: fucking ring boys? Yeah, but I, yeah,
1: I mean the guys were good. Because I mean, at the same time, what, what what do we get out of um out of that relationship? What that that wasn't though? That wasn't the wing relationship. That was the uh, Torimon, right? Yeah. So so we got we got Grant Hamada, right? Is, is it I mean Aaron, is that is that it well Grand, Grand Hamada's gonna they're
3: gonna come up later. That's ninety six. But what I'm saying is that this is
1: the this is the beginning of the relationship, so to speak, correct? Yeah. Where we started yeah. seeing guys like uh uh Grand Naniwa, um you know, um yeah, sauce sausage cake, cocoa, oh, sausage, sausage cake.
0: cake. Great sausage
1: cake. Great tasty My cake. Favorite. Yeah. No, he's, he's sausage, cake. sausage cake. Sausage cake. Sausage cake. Yeah, but we we started getting we started getting all them guys and stuff, and I remember being in the locker room, and it's just like
0: I don't know who any of these guys are, and I knew
1: <laughs> and, and, and around that time in the news it was always like the jobs. Like it was a big story that about, about American jobs are being taken over by the immigrants <laughs> or, or whatever. I, am, I, see, I, am, I see a guy dressed up like Taz that weighs like fucking 80 pounds less than Taz, and <laughs> you know, and I see all these, I see Grand Anilla and you know, and sauce and, and sausage cakes. And, <laughs> And I saw these guys, and I was like, "Dude, there's no way I feel threatened by these fucking bodies, bones." <laughs> <laughs> there's no way, because because all they could do was what they could they could do, and it was great. It, I mean, their stuff was great, and a couple of them got over. The Niwa, uh, uh the guys, the guys that I thought really got over weren't the ones that even brought back, <laughs> <laughs> or, or the ones that even wanted to come back, like the I was like, that guy's great, dude. I mean, what, 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 I don't know what he's a gay panda.
0: <laughs> <He wasn't. laughs> like, who
1: doesn't love a gay oh, panda? Yeah.
0: <laughs> that is the perfect explanation for nothing. <laughs> gay panda. <laughs> yeah, well, the crowds like, gay so, panda. How do you chant gay panda? <laughs> I'm sure there's a Japanese word for it somewhere. <laughs> Yeah,
1: but yeah, but I love those guys, dude. I I loved I loved any time. Uh, th- this wasn't even a Victor thing, honestly, because I I don't remember seeing it, Victor. Because at this point, I don't think he was allowed back in the United States. I think I think that Victor Kionis thing. <laughs> I think that ship has sailed, <laughs> and, and he had bigger fish to fry than worry about how to get these Japanese. Like, he's not smuggling Japanese in the United States anymore. Like like he did back in the early days. He was a super day panda. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if you if you wanted to see Super Panda,
0: you had to go to the fucking 28th Street down there in Chinatown. Yeah. Well, Tatsuba wins with a would of all things a knee drop, so he didn't have that much of a move set. And we come back to live action or taped action because we're watching it now, and it's Axel rotten in the ring and polling the fans on what they'll choose for his match against Ian later on tonight. He's, he's just pulling out random weapons and like, should we use this bull rope? Should we use these Nintendo? Should we use this baseball bat? And the crowd's going, no, no, no.
1: Yeah, well, did anybody, was positive, did anybody, was, was, was there one, was there one like thing you could choose instead of wrestling ability?
0: No, no. Uh. I, I think that's why the fans kept saying no, because they wanted to see them wrestle, but they didn't. No, so like, fucking we we'll, we we'll use it all, and then Ian Rotten comes out, I guess, going completely off script and just starts beating the shit out of Axel. Well,
1: I, I would I would have loved a a we want wrestling chant.
0: <laughs> Wrong arena for that.
1: Well, I, I I actually thought whatever they did, and 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 this this is not not because of my love for Axel or not because of my disdain for fucking dumb fuck. Uh I actually thought it was good. It, For what it was, it, yeah. It showed it. It showed it presented a pretty good package. Um, I don't. I don't know, Archie. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Joey? Did Joey do like the commentary? Like, like redid the highlight package with the commentary. Yes. So he he kind of explained how it was going. Is that is that how it worked? Yeah.
0: Like he he he, yes. he went word for word on what they were doing to each other which was pretty much bleeding all over the place and then he delivers the line of the night a great line i think when he says i'll be damned some wrestling because axel does a front uh, a spinning heel kick so even oh, though he was Axl. going too far He realized they were just going too much with the bleeding and the and the the, the, the brawling uh that, that dude that was that dude axel axel didn't even Axel didn't want
1: to even go that far. I remember Axel trying to figure out... And I think Axel was way... Uh, Axel was way smarter than people giving credit for because Axel was in the business when he was a kid. And um, I think once he realized where him and Ian were at at that point, I think he realized, okay, well, this is where it has to go. And right. after it goes, after it goes to this point, I'll be working at Taco Bell. Well, at least Ian will be.
0: <laughs> right, Axel had a career in ECW after this.
1: Yeah, uh, so yeah, it, it sucked because Axel Axel didn't have the neither one of them two had the clout. Axel Axel had the had the uh Moxie to continue his career. Ian didn't have a fucking shit to what the fuck, you know. <laughs> yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> go go get too tough Tony over there, you fucking ham. <laughs> and yeah. and Axel yeah. had the moxie to realize that. It was it was it was this is how it was.
3: Yeah, Ian brings nothing to the table, but this this feud and their matches that they have were like the first real like hardcore ECW type matches that they were having in the arena. So that that that's the only thing I really like about it. But they weren't even that good. I know they weren't that good. I'm just saying like it was the first like viol- like violence
1: for violence type thing. Dude, I'll case. tell you I'll tell you Aaron the way the way the <laughs> matches stood out to anybody that watches the matches is <laughs> watch how many times Axel would just raise the barbed wire bat in, the, in the air. To let everybody know he's getting ready to use it, you know, on the end, and then the crowd would pop. But then when whatever he would do it, he would roll it down his arm or whatever, and then it'd be like nothing. But then all of a sudden, like a minute later, he would raise the bat again, and the crowd would pop, and it'd be like, uh, oh, ah, oh, yeah, uh oh. <laughs> you know what I mean, kind of thing. But that that's how Axel was. Axel was a master. Um, at psychology, because Axel was a terrible worker, and Axel would not even lie to you, you know, until you're even some kind of master, you know, mm-hmm. worker. But it's funny how that worked, because <laughs> if you watch it, watch Watch this as many times. Axel just killed time by raising a bat above his head. He
0: just killed He's time. He's right about that. Right, he's right about that because I noticed this match was one of the longer of the of the matches on the card. Granted, they got a lot of spots in, but like Chad's saying, they really did milk it for time. Yeah, they, did. they didn't do anything.
1: <laughs> they sold they sold to the corner like Abby and Carlos, you know, and then and all of a sudden, Fat Ass would roll out of the ring and Ian would chase him. And they would just brawl around the ring and Ian would spill his fucking you know, Whatever disease he had all over the people. Oh God! You know, and, and the ECW crowd loved it because because it uh, what's his name? The fucking Dread guy loved getting Ian's blood all over him. Any other notes, uh, Aaron? No. <laughs> other than the guy, the crowd loved having Axel's AIDS-related blood squirted <laughs> <him> all
0: over him. <laughs> Well, Raven right. and Richards are now back at Ringside with with Joey Styles, and he once again makes a YMCA joke and the village people at Stevie. Stevie mentions that Tommy has never been able to beat Raven. And then also introduces us to for the first time, Yula McGillcuddy. And we find out her history with Dreamer and Raven dating back to their camp days.
1: Well so, um Harry-
0: storyline, I think, for ECW,
1: right? Well, Aaron, you know you know this story better than uh, not better than me, but you know it as well as I do because I laid this out for you what a couple weeks ago. When we talked about how all of a sudden this whole idea popped in, uh, popped in 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 Scotty's head. When remember we talked about how they had no idea where this angle was going. Yeah, and then it was like, well, oh, hey, hey, well, well, you know, you know. What about like they like uh Tommy Jamie's girlfriend, you know, like you know, <laughs> and Tommy's up, like what? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was the angle, the angle came out of necessity, right? Is it now we did, we figured it out, we yeah. had to figure out a way to tie all these fucking hand bones into the same story. And then, and, and by the way, now Raven's got this girl <laughs> that he that he wants to bring into the story. You know, oh, no, it's Beulah. Yeah, it was. It and that's pretty much how it worked. Yeah, and you know, and we what? What do you what do you think we cared? None of us give a shit. Uh, oh, I think most most of the guys in the locker room, not me, because I, I at that, that point I wasn't looking. Most point just thought it was Paul just bringing in the hookers. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Like for for the rest of the boys, like you know, I can't pay y'all guys, but I can bring in hot girls, and then whoever gets her gets her, you know. And Nicole Bass eventually, Nicole Bass. Yeah, and Nicole Bass missed Chad's ass because Chad Chad, Chad wasn't there for that fucking for that piece of fucking love. But
0: Chad, like I said, this was like ECW, ECW's first long term storytelling, right where they went with. Oh well, they've known each other since childhood, and he used to tease this girl, and now Raven loves her, and she's with Raven to torture Tommy, and she's a penthouse pet, which made no sense because they, you know what I mean. Like they were just throwing random facts at us.
1: Well, it, they, it was all Scotty because um, you know me and Scotty. Like I'm not, I'm not going to say that I had a hand in any of this whatsoever, but me and Scotty would travel together. This is. This, this dated back to even before he was even in ACW. and we used to talk about Portland, and like you know how you know you, you know that little button that's on your fucking stove that where you turn it and it says low and then it says medium and then it says high kind of thing
0: yeah yeah
1: Scotty put it on low he 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 learned he learned the word simmer. And he learned how to plant a seed of an angle that oh. he knew he knew that was gonna he was it was gonna prosper about three months down the road, four months down the road, five months down the road. So he's like Paul, hey, hey Paul, what are you doing? You do you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah with him. And then um and Paul Paul be like and you know, ECW like, yeah, whatever,
0: forks Scotty. whatever you, you want to do. do.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, I and think then, Paul
0: and, Paul trusted Scotty too though, right? I mean he understood Scotty had a mind for the business.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. But I mean me and Scotty, me and Scotty hit it off. Um we hit it off instantly. Um once once he realized that I saw Portland wrestling from nineteen ninety and and I, I made a comment to him about something about like Don Koss or something. Or whatever, and he's like, "Hey, hey, what do you know about that?" And I go, "What do you, what, what do you fucking know?" <laughs> you know, because I said, I, "I got your stuff, dude. I got your stuff from like '89." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we ended up becoming friends because everything that we ever talked about was always about how we can relate it to Portland. And, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to tell this fucking this this joke that <laughs> Portland was terrible. <laughs> like are you trying are you trying to make ECW Portland? <laughs> uh, but, you know it, it it was a terrible disaster but at the end of the day it was still terrible. <laughs> you know what I mean right and and Scotty and Scotty loved it because and he did because I mean the whole the whole entire Bula thing all, all that nonsense was so Portland. And the and the Philadelphia people just didn't realize it, and Scotty will walk back to the dressing room. Yeah, we got him. <laughs> yeah, you see that? And I I just sit there and look at him going, yeah, you know, if only if only Joey Styles would have been in the crow's nest at, at the Portland Sports <laughs> Arena, you <It's> like <laughs> And, and 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 Scott tried it, they, he tried all that. Yeah, it was great. Like we, like we really, wow. I can't, I can't even believe I'm saying this, but we really, we really tried to turn ECW into Portland.
0: <laughs>
1: wow, <laughs> I can't even believe that because Scott would have done it. He would have fucking thoroughly left fucking Polly. Ruined his whole entire company <laughs> just because uh, Scotty wanted to make bad wrestling again. Like all of a sudden, we're going to have roller derby on on Wednesday afternoons, and they're going to advertise got, that. When
0: they when they got to TNN, they did have roller derby following them, so it wasn't uh, that far off. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> uh, Dreamer and Raven then have their match, and they they fought all over the arena errands. And seeing Tommy Dreamer use a plastic dinosaur and and, do- and a dozen eggs is hilarious. And what made ECW fun to me?
1: Yeah, uh, it was
3: just it was a ECW brawl, and they brought out the kitchen sink and all that shit. Like, right? It
1: it was a means to the end with their brawl. <laughs> dude is is it me or does dro- tommy dreamer not had to brawl with somebody with without with, with with having a finish like he'll just brawl with somebody and they'll just carry him around the ring for the whole rest of the night yeah. like there's there's no like end thing in sight you know where you know just say new jack I'm gonna put you to a table I gonna jump off the top of the building or or, or sandman or whatever but with what tommy dreamer is I'm just gonna I'm just going to brawl you through the building until we're all tired. <laughs> Even the fans. You know? <laughs> like there's there's no there's no end game with Tommy Dreamer's brawling and that's not a good thing, right?
0: Well, you're right about that. A lot of his matches would just end with the brawl ending and that was it. And he'd either be standing tall or knocked out on the floor. You know, so yeah, we never and, have an and, end game. You're right about that.
1: It, it makes sense and, and and if it's if it's not if it, if I'm not if I'm not uh correct. I, I don't think it was till Brian Lee came in that, right, that yeah, changed. Yeah. All, that changed all that shit where he was like, I came from the south, man, you know. And and, and you can't you can't be the guy you can't be the guy um pinfall every night until it's the finish of the program. You yeah. know? You 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 tease it, you tease it, tease it, but when the guy's getting ready to to move on to the next territory as uh, Brian Lee was that you really, you know, you got to keep leaving that that finish open until he's getting ready to leave and then you beat him on the way out. But it just, Tommy's just beating guys left and right now. uh, Raven, I thought he never pinned Raven. They showed a video right there in the the, the ring of fucking Dreamer pinning Raven. But it must have been some tag match or something,
0: right? Yeah, he never he never pinned Raven, I think, until like one of the like the last year of ECW. He finally pinned him in their feud.
1: I know, but they showed
0: the video of him pinning well, right. him. right. I think you're right. I think that was either a tag match or it might have been a six-man. It was something, but it was not a singles win. Oh, no, it wasn't. It was, that was that, always the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah you're he right,
1: Arch. It wasn't yeah. because I'm sitting there watching it going, they spent the whole year talking about how you know.
3: <laughs> he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't pin Rave until I think he beat him in 97, right? Before Yeah, I was, was gonna, gonna
0: say, say 97 or early 98. What was it? Was it
1: Hardcore 7 or 97 or I, I, I can't remember the name of the show, but yeah, I remember when he pinned him, it was a big deal and I yeah. just laughed at it and go, I think it was like two years too late.
0: Like, well, the thing of it is, is he even he pinned him, but the crack of it is Francine turned on him, too. So it was like you made it that Dreamer had no way to win, and then he finally got the win. So even there, there was still leaving a, an open to the book if they ever wanted to go back to Dreamer versus Ravens, which they have throughout their entire careers, always Impact Wrestling, WWE, it didn't matter. They always got back into their feud.
1: Oh, that's, a, that's the story of Paulie's life, dude. Is a fucking, It's an open book if you ever want to go back to that shit. <laughs> he'll, yeah, he'll, he'll go back to fucking five years later. He'll, if I'm in the locker room, he's like, Hey Chad, you know, 911. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he'll,
0: he'll, he'll play the hits. He's like Billy Joel. He'll <laughs> play the hits. Well, this was the first time, also in this match, we got the first Beulah McGillicuddy pile driver. And then, as Chad said earlier, the match ended with no result. The bell rang, and Dreamer just sat there in the middle of the ring screaming. ECW, because probably Dreamer probably lost. No, there was never a pinfall or a count. It was was like the referee just threw the match out. There was never even a a sign of what happened at the ending of the match. Well, it's it's, you know the easiest job
1: in the world, ECW referee, right? Sit there and count. Just sit there and sit. you ring the bell and you just shake your head for 14 minutes.
0: <laughs>
1: and, and then you hope Ian gets the fuck out of there.
0: <laughs> Aaron, any other real notes about Dream of Raven? Uh,
1: no, Just,
3: it was a walk and brawl. And like you said, there wasn't really an outcome in the match. It was just Tommy, Pile
0: driving Beulah, which popped the crowd. That's all it was. Right. I like the one thing I liked about it, Aaron. He turned Mueller around to every part of the arena so they could see she was wearing a white thong. Like, that was going to make the fans go, oh, oh, you know what I mean? Like, he was trying to pop the fans even more. Well,
1: he did that. He did that. Pauly, for you, man. There was no chance that Pauly was not going to leave that stone unturned. Right. If if Pauly knew that he was going to show some fucking, you know, piece of shit, you know, hot broads ass on TV, whatever. Then he was going to make sure that she was wearing some coochie cutters. <laughs> That's what I just said. I just said coochie cutters, babe. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, man. And, yeah. yeah. All right. I'm getting ready to, to the two live crew.
0: Well, we go to our next matchup, which I have to say, this was one of the first ECW matches I ever witnessed live as it was happening on television because I found ECW huh. in 1995 and the first three matches I ever saw was two cold Scorpio versus Jason Malenko versus Scorpio. And then we go to this matchup, which is Eddie Guerrero versus Dean Malenko for the world television title.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't really know. I'll, I'll let Aaron go first because I'm kind of in a transitional mode here where I'm transitioning to going downstairs. Right. Okay. <laughs> I don't don't have any notes on the match because
3: it's like what we talk about where you watch a great fucking match so you have no notes because you're just watching it. It, It's a a fucking four star match. I have nothing that I can really
1: say about it other than it was fucking great. Yeah, you um yeah you pretty much don't say well you know if you gotta use the word well <laughs> in describing Malera, Malero Malero like then you pretty much didn't you, you don't know who you're talking to you know what I mean with the match and then you got if you gotta go you know any further about how it was, uh, I I can I can just tell you that. And I thought we already had this conversation. Then we already had this conversation there, and where where the locker room was just sitting there with their fucking jaw. You had these two fat fucking pieces of garbage, Axel and Ian, out there, <laughs> you know, beating the shit at each other, and and they they come back because they got a you know a, you know a nicer session. And then you got Malenko Guerrero going out there, going, "We're working," <laughs> and, and the crowd goes bananas. And they they go walking through the curtain, and I, I come rushing up to Eddie Guerrero with a paper towel because I'm I want to I want to wipe the bleeding off. And I go, "Wait, a minute, there's no blood." Nope. some where, ah, blood, blood in an ECW match. And then I run over to Dean. Where, where, where was the blood? <laughs> you know, yeah. not no blood. There's no blood going on. Uh that's that's fucking wrestling man.
0: This was a 30 minute classic between two men who went on to eventually they were already stars but they were went on to become megastars in WCW Jesus. WWF and the thing I loved about these two guys is that they never had the same match twice. They were uh well have yeah they did. Outing.
1: They did. Yeah, in
0: ECW the three matches they had were kind of similar but then when you go to their WCW days and the WWF days it was <laughs> a different style. they changed it up so much oh no no uh,
1: Archie, Archie, i, I was totally, ter- i was i was totally about to give you credit because they didn't have the exact same match twice they had the same exact they had the same match twice but they went a different way with the finish right right cuz um like the fish had a water spot i don't know if you know what that is i'm 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 sorry I'm not calling you guys ignorant if you don't know what it is but they they do that they do that spot to death and it's 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 called the fish out of water spot and then, you know you know what it is where he grabs the hands and he do the fucking TikTok spot he rolls yeah. up you know what I mean I mean, do you know what I'm talking about? When they when they yes. when they lock when they lock the hands, and they do the whole thing where they leapfrog. Yeah, you the kip
0: up leapfrog. Yeah, yeah. It's it's about like a like 35, 45 seconds of chain wrestling.
1: Yeah, I mean they right. they,
0: they they they've done
1: that they've done that a, a a a gazillion times and 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 the cool thing was was I, I got I was fortunate enough to be there when working the 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 loop the house shows were. Where Malenko and Guerrero they would work these spots out. And and I I, I know I was just sitting there going, I fuck no, I I ain't that fucking good. There's no fucking way. <laughs> like, you know, if Paul if Paul Lee came up to me and asked me, Hey man, Eddie can't make it then I can you no.
0: No. Not for I, not even to- know, <laughs> I don't even know who you're asking
1: me to work with. I'm just telling you. If it's gonna be with Eddie Guerrero and you want any kind of a good match, that's not happening. I I ain't got time for that, dude. Have you come I'll out with wig?
0: Have you come out with a black wig and a mustache, Chad Guerrero? <laughs> I can't
1: I I, I I wouldn't have been surprised if they would have fucking done that shit.
0: Well, this match went to a 30-minute draw, which was, in my opinion, fantastic and was it was a it was a match that didn't belong on this card because it, it personified something else other than what ECW was known for. Or would I, think it, I right. think
3: it did because it was. Um, sorry, Arch. I mean to. Cut no,
0: you. no, you didn't cut me off. Go right ahead. You're cutting off the
1: great Archie Mitchell. Oh God, what's matter with you? Well, I think it word. worked
3: because. Um, oh, it worked. I agree. It was. It was a great classic match in between a bunch of shit. You know what I mean? Like, it was. It was Polly. Showing you what he was doing You know Like I'm going to give everybody
1: A slice of everything they want Dude there's a 100% chance Was this This wasn't the first time they worked Right or was it the first one
0: No this was the the first time they worked And he was in green and black There's
1: a 100% chance There's a 100% chance That Paulie had No idea what them two fucking goose were doing out there?
2: Oh,
1: it no. was. It wasn't until afterwards that he knew that. There's no way that Paulie anticipated that, that Eddie Guerrero and Malenko were gonna have that match. There's no way he did. And then yeah. afterwards he saw it in fucking editing and said, "Oh, oh, yeah, we gotta do this a lot more." Yeah, it's like he saw his first episode of the Lump Boat. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like oh yeah gg oh yeah Jean jaques or whatever oh yeah look at these these are buoys and yeah, i don't boys.
3: i I don't think Dave malenko gets enough
0: credit out of the guys that left ec left ecw and wCw for the wWF i agree with you Malenko did not get enough credit after at the tail end of his career. For what? Just for I mean, the worker he was. He was.
3: as great as he is, or yeah. was. I don't I like people talk about Eddie and they talk about like um Ray and all those guys, cruiser Benoit. Like, Benoit and all those guys, but I don't think Dean gets enough credit for being the fucking talent that he was in my all opinion. right. How
1: about how about I tell you this? And I'll see what you think. It wasn't about... Nothing was about Dean Malenko. Any th- uh, it was about what Dean Malenko saw. Dean Malenko wasn't the prize of, of uh, getting anything at ECW or a- any talent whatsoever. It was somebody saw something in Dean Malenko's eyes. And said, "This guy can spot talent. That that kind of
0: that kind of why way. he's an agent now. That,
1: that's what I mean. That that's why Dean Malenko. Um, you know, I I, I could have sat there and looked at him and like, you know, I could have kneed him in the face by accident just by walking, and you know, and and, and just been like, I'm sorry, dude. I'm am sorry, Swaggle. <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh god." And, he could have never been anything, but no, it's, it's because he had an eye. Because he had his wrestling school, his his crappy little school down there, whatever it was. And he had an eye for guys. And, you know, and you always got to, that's setting shit up for the future. And, and that goes without saying, because you guys are stupid. You guys, you know, I <laughs> mean, know how that shit works. You know, you got to, if Dean Malenko at this point is 45, 47 years old, what are you going to put on the top?
0: Well, I, I agree with you there, but I mean, he, he the stuff he was doing in ECW with Benoit, with, with I mean, he was getting great matches. I know you're not going to agree with me, Chaz, but he was getting great matches out of the public enemy in tag matches, you know what I mean? And putting guys over whenever well, no, he could. I agree. I don't know if that's what Aaron means, but the guy did great things through his entire career, in my opinion, and, and should have gotten a little more out of it than he did. I don't think he should have been a world heavyweight champion, but he definitely could have been
3: bigger in WWF. I'm not saying he should have been the world champion, I'm not saying this <laughs> area I think. I'm just saying I think Dean Malenko is kind of like a, a a
1: gatekeeper.
3: Yeah, like he, he's a guy yeah. that it, it's like he's kind of like a Steven Regal. Yeah, you know, like, he... Good point. That he's just a wrestler's wrestler. And Everybody
1: can, respects him in the locker room. Everybody knows that he could beat your ass <laughs> if he wanted to. It's just that creative, it got nothing for you.
2: Yeah. You
3: know, and it's just like, I, I think that dude was the best of that crop of people in, like, the, the early 90s and late 90s. And he's just... Not somebody that gets talked about a lot because he wasn't like a out, outward person or whatever.
1: dude. That dude, was, that dude was making that that guy was making like thirteen thousand dollars a week working for like whatever some offshoot New Japan company was, and we uh, you know I remember just talking to him about bullshit. Whatever, and he's like, dude, they're, they 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 have been paying me for whatever how many months or whatever. And he's like, I ain't been in Japan in you know, x <laughs> amount of time days, and he's still getting like six like thirteen thousand dollars a week checks and stuff yeah. like that. And I was just like, how the fuck do you get this gig? Who the fuck do I gotta call? Geeky Sudo,
0: but then I <laughs> realized he was later on this show. So we go now to the ECW World Heavyweight title match, and it's Shane Douglas, the franchise, taking on the Sandman. And the rivalry between these two was great, in my opinion, but I hated it ending so Douglas could leave. You know, I I think they could have gotten more out of it. I don't know. I thought this sucked. Really? This is shit. I thought it was terrible. I'm a Shane Douglas fan, so maybe I saw it from a different light. I mean, I know Chad definitely saw it from a different light. Oh, dude, they, they,
1: uh, all right, all right. I mean, I mean, you, you like, did you like the presentation, or did yeah. you like the whole entire?
0: No, the presentation, the way they, the woman comes out with the franchise, Sandman sitting there in his American flag pants, which I always thought was ridiculous. And then by the end of the match, you're like, shit, why did Woman turn on Shane Douglas? Oh, dude, I, I, I would have thought, I would
1: have thought something like that they would have gave the whole hour to. Like, the well, whole entire it was hour. Quick.
0: It was quick. I think it was, like, 15 minutes in total. You know, I, I think it was, like, I think it was 1230. You might be right. You might be and right.
1: And I, I, I went, and I was, like, um, you know, I was kind of, like, writing notes down while I was watching it. And then I looked up, and I, I, I saw it went to a commercial break. a On oh, my thing, it was a peacock break. Peacock commercial.
0: Yeah, mine, too. <laughs> and then
1: I I click back and I'm like, all right, well it's around twelve, almost thirteen minutes or whatever, and right. then I'm just like, what' well, it's over, like what happened? Like where, you know, where did everything go?
0: And and this is this was it? Well, I and think I Eddie think, and Nene like, took a little bit of their time, thirty minutes before them. You know what I mean? So I in I Indiana
1: I just away. wasn't sat. I just wasn't satisfied, Arch. I just wasn't. I, I, just, I
0: agree. I agree. The the payoff for me though, the, the the priceless moment, was Shane jumping out of the ring and putting on the Monday Night Raw shirt, and basically telling us all to go fuck ourselves. You know what I mean? It was like, I'm leaving. I ain't staying. Or I ain't staying here no more. I, I I'm finally going to the big time. Which we know how that went.
1: Well, I mean, we all knew what was going on because there was a the whole fucking oh. meeting. Gimmick and everything, and believe me, Shane didn't have a fucking army behind him. No, there, no yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of guys that were going to stand there and go, "Hey, if we're all happy for Shane, you know, give me a hell yeah." No, <laughs> we, we, we we were we were all like, "All right, man, thanks for coming, dude." Right, let him go. <laughs> That's. That's pretty much how it became for everybody. Malenko, Guerrero, Ben. Hey, at, at that point, dude, you know, and, and Hack Myers was one of my best friends at the time. But if he would have walked up to me and said, "All right, buddy, I'm going to, talk to you. all right, man, see you later, just, just like everybody else. All right, man. And then I'm sitting there just waiting for my check in the mail or my little notification in the mail.
0: Aaron, why did you think it was terrible? You said you didn't like it. I think Aaron froze. You know,
1: you know what? I I heard some stuff about Aaron recently, and I don't know <laughs> if I should bring it up on this show because they know. I, I don't want to talk about somebody who's not here. There he, there he is, there he is. Oh, Aaron, you're back. oh. sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, everybody, okay. everybody, everybody tells me Aaron is the nicest guy.
0: <laughs> Who you were talking to? Wait a second. <laughs> I
1: was I, I, I was I was talking to Walmart. Uh, I was I was on chat with Walmart fifty one thirty. Oh, yeah. They uh, <laughs> they they told me you're you're a swell guy. Well, yeah. And once they told well, yeah. me you were swell, I realized they were handicapped. <laughs> <laughs> they 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 were texting with their nose. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Aaron what didn't you like about Shane and Sandman uh,
3: I just Never really liked Watching them work together I, I Like Their styles didn't really Work for me and I just I, I don't enjoy it I mean there's not a lot I can okay. say about it Just I, I don't <laughs> Those guys
1: Gelled In my opinion and 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 the problem is is that if you look at later on in ECW matches, some of the better matches, uh, I would I would say fast forward some of the maybe Candido stuff, whatever, is that there's a there's a certain person that's going to be a common denominator in all that matches, and it's going to be Shane, right? And then it's going to be like uh, that that whole entire split when Shane left kind of thing was it, it wasn't the great it wasn't the it wasn't the greatest thing and they didn't they didn't do it publicly like they really should have done it. <laughs> you know what I mean? They remember remember the whole Grand Wizard thing, Aaron? <laughs> like it wasn't it wasn't too far off from that when <laughs> you know, you know he, he's yelling out names and everything and everything and people were just sitting down there, just like I think. Even, I think they were throwing bars of soap at each other.
0: Oh God! <laughs>
1: yeah, and, and we're just sitting there going, like, I just want to get paid, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, so I can go home, bro. <laughs> I just want to go home, man. And what is Shaney's wearing? A towel? <laughs> and he's throwing, a, he's throwing bars of fucking soap at Pauline shit and shit, and and they're arguing. Like that, that sucked, man. I never, I never, I never had that problem there, so it's it's kind of hard for me to believe because you know, Paul, you know, the mystery house guest by calling them is one thing. That's a that's one thing, but I I always got I always got dates, you know, so I always knew where to go when I was booked, but. When you got Shane running around in a towel, Francine running around in a towel, and everything, you thought they were filming a skit, but now it's a like, you know the money. <laughs> it's, it's not. Apparently, it's not a skit for the show.
0: Apparently, according to Shane, as of a few months ago, he still owes Shane money. So I don't know if that's true or not, or it's just Shane. Dude, Bill his Watt mom.
1: still owes Shane money.
0: <laughs> Everybody owes Shane money. <laughs>
1: I mean, I'm not a, I'm, I mean, I work at Walmart and I you know I, I can look up Shane on my phone <laughs> and, and see if he still works there. But yeah, I, but yeah, he owes everybody money. There's no <laughs> chance. Paulie is always going to owe people money. There's, there's no chance <laughs> um, that he's really? he's going to die. A Real question do
0: you, think he owns, <laughs> geez, do you think he owes Roman Reigns any money? Sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> he,
1: uh, he owes the only person that he doesn't owe money to was me. Okay. <laughs> because he always had a hundred dollars in his pocket. Okay. So, all right. Fair so in, instead of me, instead of me standing around at the end of the night, waiting for um like Todd or these fucking bones to cut checks and I go to Paul and Paul would fucking open up his fucking pocket and he pull out a hundred or $200 and he just like, you know, thank you. Very good job tonight. And then I did look at him and go, did you even see what I did? <laughs> and, and he'd be like, well, no, but I, yeah. I heard that. Yeah, and it's like, well, all right. Well, do I do I should I call? No, just be here next time. Oh, okay.
0: All right, yeah, that, that's how it worked. From Paul Heyman not being able to pay anybody to the Public Enemy and the Pitbulls, ladies and gentlemen, for the ECW Tag Team Titles.
1: Yeah, from another... Paul not being able to pay anybody to anybody paying anybody to watch Pitbull versus Public Enemy. <laughs> right. The uh... is, what's the matter with you? They actually this they put this match on probably at ten o'clock at
0: night. Well, on the show it was like the it was the next the last match. So yeah, I, I it probably. Good thing they served fucking beer. Was another ECW Hardcore War where both teams just fought all over the arena and bled all over each other, and when they finally got back in the ring to actually wrestle, they were so blew up I don't think they could really go anymore, and then the pinfalls looked look dead, and they were the muscular ones.
1: Dude, I have a note that says, right on my second page, Public Enemy sucks. <laughs> and then I wrote, <laughs> then I wrote, dude. <laughs> dude. <laughs> I wrote, this is a mess, and I wrote, not a great mess. Oh, no. I agree. <laughs> I agree with dude, you they're one. terrible. They're they, they they're, they're terrible? They're terrible, and it's unexplicable. Of uh, how public enemy got away with what they got away with for as long
0: as they got away with it in all, th- all three companies too. They jumped from every company they can go to. Well,
1: no, Archie, that's not that. at that point. It's, it's the other company's fault. But, right. um, but the fact that they allowed that like what WCW I could see.
0: Right, but WWE had to see the big picture by then that they weren't getting doing anything of worth. They were fucking... <laughs> they, were, they were Axel and in. They were right. <laughs> their, their WCW yeah. career consisted of them fighting the, the Nasty Boys every night all every week, all week, you know? So why WWF wanted them was beyond me. WWF only wanted them because they didn't want anybody else to have them. Right. Yeah. Right, but the crowd loved it. The crowd was screaming for more at the end of the match. They were screaming for boar? No, not boar, more. Oh, uh, <laughs> I didn't.
1: I, I, yeah. I, I, I gave it, uh, up Aaron? Public Enemy. I gave up Public Enemy. I don't know, Aaron. Like, we probably talked. Like, me and you. Like Nate's the one that keeps the show together. And then when me and you start beating somebody up, Aaron, that's when Nate tries to pull it all together. Yeah. But. I'm sure we beat up Public Enemy. <laughs> uh,
3: we've, we've beat up Public Enemy, Public Enemy more than fucking Bradshaw and Farouk, but <laughs> um, the Pitbulls is a different story for me. Oh. Like, I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of obviously I'm not a huge fan of Gary Wolf by himself, but the Pitbulls is a tag team. I actually. I actually dig the pit bulls as a tag team. I didn't know that about you, really.
1: Well, I mean, are you, are you asking like for my opinion? Well, I wasn't. Um, you can tell me.
0: Aaron's <laughs> like I wasn't, but
1: in nineteen in nineteen ninety one, or maybe even ninety, um, in uh, like Pro Wrestling Illustrated they put out, like, a, a thing about, like, tag team people or whatever it was, or whatever, and the Pitbulls were in it. And then it wasn't until, like, 92 that a, that a buddy of mine told me, "It's like, hey, man, have you ever seen these guys, the pit bulls? Like, the, the one guy's been over to Japan, blah, 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 you know. And then I started doing research, and then I ended up working with Gary, and then we started watching, then, we, then I started, like, hearing about them. And we we're like, dude, these guys are actually fucking pretty good, but they weren't pretty good, you know? They weren't pretty good as in like they weren't smooth, they weren't like safe, you know what I mean? They're pretty good in nopey dress, you know? Yeah, but they weren't pretty good in like they're gonna have a great match with you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they were gonna take care of you or whatever, but yeah, we heard about them and I thought it was a I thought it was a cool thing. When I got to work with Gary, but you know, I learned I the hard way. It wasn't the greatest thing in the world. But working I mean, with Anthony, Anthony, as we call him, he was great. But I just thought they were,
3: I thought they were a good tag team. And I, I thought, like, they looked good together. And I'm a fan of the Pit Bulls. I'm not a fan of Public Enemy, obviously. But the Pit Bulls.
1: They were they were good shit, in my opinion. Well, they were they were perfect because I mean I was gonna I, I was gonna say Aaron before you said Public Enemy, I was gonna say what what's a bit what's a better signature tag team for your company than the Pitbulls, and then your answer would have been Public Enemy, and that's what that's what I want. Yeah, you're right. Um, but you know, but what's another great signature tag team? for your company that would stand out. Cause you, you gotta have somebody, you gotta have somebody to fight somebody, right? Yeah. So you gotta have somebody and 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 that's how it was when I mean, the pit bulls were that team. And look what happened to fucking Anthony. I mean Gary kind of fell apart, but you know Anthony like took off, dude. Yeah. I'll put that i put Anthony's run as as one of my favorite probably ECW runs of all time.
0: Because you
1: don't see a guy who's a number two tag team. You know, a a number two guy in a tag team get a singles run where he wins, like, the TV title and he's in the fucking mix with every title. It's like,
0: when's that happen? Yeah. Yeah, well, that was because Gary got hurt, though, right?
1: That's Gary's fault.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't know if it was Gary's fault, but...
1: Well, Gary slipped them on bat appeal. <laughs> well, I think it
0: then, was
1: ga- I think it was Gary's fault.
0: Well, we then shift to another uh highlight from I guess again another uh, Hospital hostile city showdown match, and it's Ron Simmons taking on Chad Austin's best friend 911. <laughs> and I was surprised to see 911 deliver a super choke slam and then actually beat Ron Simmons. That made
3: Ron, no sense to me. Ron was on his way out. Ron's yeah. going to Vince at this point. So that's why, right. he, that's why he went over. Or that's why he put 911 over.
1: Yeah, I mean, that was uh, what was it, a three-night deal. You know, a three-show deal.
0: Well, that's all it was. I thought he was there for quite some time.
1: Well, at first... But it had to be tantalizing for Ron to come back. Right. Because remember, remember the whole Tully thing? Yeah. It was going to be, if Tully's going to come in, he wants to know, you know, like, am I going to be here? Am I figured in? Am I going to be here for three months? Am I going to be here for a month? Right. And then when Ron, feel, when Ron realized, like, right, I'll figured it in.
0: So why not do it, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. But it was just it was just weird, uh, in, in so many ways. Well, um, so
1: Ron, Ron was going back to WCW, wasn't he?
0: No, this is yeah, what I'm he's doing. No, he wasn't
3: going back to WCW. He was going to Vince at this point.
1: Okay, so what the Farouk or whatever? Yeah. So yep. he he was just, he was pretty much just saying, all right, I'll just do whatever you know, because <laughs> I'm probably I'm probably being sent here. <laughs> by Vince, to put over your stupid fucking goof, 911 or whatever. I'll do it on my way out because you know, I, I, got, I got a paycheck gonna be in my mail in about two weeks, right? Gonna change my
0: life. And then we yeah. go to our huge main events the match that was put up for, I, I believe it was like a month and a half sort of a feud between these two that, that led to this feud. I mean, the feud was, it's a feud that spanned the entire globe that main event tonight. It's Terry Funk versus Cactus Jack. But Terry came back, and for about a month, these two tortured each other before they got to this match, right?
1: Well, I'm amazed that Archie Mitchell is a, a step-in guy tonight, hosting the show. And he's got all kinds of backnotes.
0: <laughs> Why would not? <laughs> I'm, I? I'm a wrestling connoisseur.
1: He's the one
3: guy that listens to our show. Yes, <laughs> of course. Why would I listen?
1: <laughs> then who better to host it than somebody that actually watches this shit? <laughs> I I I watched it and pretty much I don't know two times fast speed, and it's like All right, I I got a lot to do today. I got to rush through this fucking piece of crap, and <laughs> you know, and the, once I realized I wasn't on it, believe me. Double right? <laughs> yeah. i mean ron, ron simmons was always um uh, I, I don't know if you guys heard anything different but ron simmons to me was always what i thought was a company guy and i loved i loved being in the locker room with ron simmons like I've
0: never heard anything bad about him
1: no no shit dude no. He, 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 well, you walk over to him, you get coffee with him and shit, and you talk to him, he asks you how you doing. Like, hey, hey, how you doing? And like uh, and I look at him like, why do you want to know? I, I didn't ask Paul Laurie how he was doing. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like we have we have we have levels here, you know. <laughs> hey Ron. You know. Us jobbers we all kind of stick together, you know, we all. Kind of hang over here, and 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 Ron was like, "Oh no, no, you guys! If you guys were on the show, you guys made the show. Um, like shit, like that. If you guys were, you know, if you guys built the house, you know, I'm just happy to be a part of it. Uh, like that kind of shit. And I was like, "All right, dude, whatever, man. I'm not gonna cross him because I ain't gonna tell you. He ain't gonna give me a fucking Alabama slam thing in the locker room. <laughs> if I, if I." I I I had I had no problem with you, Ron. <laughs> you know, you're a good man. You do it for the children.
0: <laughs> Funk, <laughs> Funk and Cactus started out as a wild matchup. Went all over the arena, back up to the crow's nets, to the stage. Funk didn't prove he didn't know how to climb a ladder. He came down and Cactus was belting him as he was coming down. Almost, I think Cactus saved him, actually, from falling down the ladder. Um, and then the Sandman got involved, which intensified this feud between these two even more in the match. So, do Jesus. you really think Terry Funk didn't how to climb up that ladder? No, I knew that, but the way he came down, it he looked like he was about to slide down on his ass and break his head. And I'm a Terry Funk fan, but he looked discombobulated. <laughs>
1: Terry Funk looked like he's, dis- he's discombobulated when he's just asking for directions. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, you know, He'll pull into a fucking whatever mini mart and he'll walk into a place and he be like, I was trying to find uh, <laughs> you know, at, at that point the, the guy just goes, just, you know, just hop on the fucking exit. <laughs> get get on 95 and just go south or you know what I mean? Yeah, the uh, yeah, ter- Terry's Terry's Terry, and and there's no there's no chance that Terry didn't have fucking um some some bone with him that was you know driving him anyway.
3: Yeah, but, it was Lemonhead. Who? It, Who's Lemonhead? Lemonhead, Lemonhead drove ter- drives Terry around.
1: Who's Lemonhead again? Who's Lemonhead? Dory. No, door, 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 door.
2: Door, no, no, there's no chance.
1: The Philadelphia police are not going to allow these two funk brothers to drive around just aimlessly <laughs> in South Philadelphia. And, and it wasn't Marty; Marty would have had some other guy driving and just and cussed at him the whole entire time. It was
3: Jimmy Jack. He's driving around. That's who's driving. <laughs> fucking Jimmy Marty Jack. and Lemonhead and fucking. Terry around it's it's Jim and then Jim- all the all of
1: a sudden Moon spots in the car. Yeah, Moon uh, he's driving. So it's a minivan now. Now it's a minivan <laughs> driving never. Oh no, no! In, in the wrestling business, you can fit as many cars, m- many guys, as you can in the car.
0: I've noticed that by many of the stories, it's like eight people in a four door. It makes no sense. <laughs> Dude, i i um i uh i had a
1: di- i had a different rule in my car. Cause I had a car, I could have put I could have put six people in, but I said no. <laughs> this is uh this is what I'm putting in my car. I'll put I'll put Raven Richards, I don't know, in my car and Raven's guitar, which he never even used. <laughs> he just had it with him. <laughs> yeah, because he, he's learning how to play fucking Pearl Jam songs or some shit like that. Uh, and I'll put, I'll put that in my car, but other than that... Uh, hey, stop off! We got hey, hey man, we gotta put we gotta pick up Frank Kazarian. Who the fuck's Frank Kazarian? <laughs> like, he he don't even work here. like all he wants to go to He wants to go to Sonic. <laughs> I, I ain't got I ain't got time to pick up Frank Kazarian. I, I'm driving a pickup truck, Raven.
2: You
1: know, you already got you already got Stevie sitting in the back, and it's fucking freezing now in the back of the truck. And now you want me to pick up Frankie Kazarian, and you you know pick up uh, uh what's that other fucking guy? The Moore. No, the Moore guy, Scott the Moore. Scott the Yeah, uh, I got, uh, unless unless Scott the Moore wants to sit in the back of my truck. That's all the room I got, buddy. <laughs> Cause I used to pick all them fucking goose up at the fucking the the uh, airport was like less than thirteen minutes from the hotel. Yeah, and less than and from the arena minutes. too. Yeah, less than twenty yep. minutes from the arena. Yep. So it'd be like, all right, well, Chad, you're not going on till, or Chad could have already been on already on the show from nine one one, and then it's like, all right, you're done now. So, hey, do you mind? Run into the airport and pick it up. <laughs> so so. It's like, all right. I, whatever, man. I'm
0: fucking, well, man. Funkin' uh, Cactus main event the show and end it with a branding iron on fire and blowing a fireball, uh, which got the crowd going crazy. And I have to say, me being 14 years old at the time, it made me go look for their FMW death matches. And once I saw them, I was hooked and I've always been a, a funk fan, a cactus fan. It it really was a, a fun matchup to end the show in the ECWA. All
1: right. Well, I'd be I'd I'd be very interested to hear into what Aaron had to think about this. Yeah.
0: I thought
3: it was it was alright, but I just think it was kinda
1: sing it, sister.
3: It was Come on, tell us. It's not what I wanted it to be at the end of the show. Oh, Is you even that what fire it and
0: shit.
3: Yeah, I just thought it was kind of a shit finish and didn't really do much for me. It, it the was-
0: whole show had a lot of shit finishes, though. I mean, so what were they going to put on last?
1: Well, dude, I thought that I thought that was a bad. I thought I thought it was a, I thought it was a good tease, but I always thought it was a bad. Uh, deliverance to the people. Uh, that's, that's what I thought. Because Aaron, I, I thought you were going my route there. I was like, dude, I like, I love the idea. We're gonna see Funk Terry on TV. But we saw Funk and Terry on TV for like it was like seven minutes of of the match cut up. Yeah, all right. over the mat, all over the place. And I'm thinking like, what? And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they show the fucking um the video. You can order the video.
0: Right. Like,
1: and I'm thinking, like, I mean, I'm watching the show now. And they tell me i got to pay 3495
0: <laughs> to to see how it really ends up. <laughs> yeah, that I was like, Paul would love to do it. Find out why Jack Jack and Terry Funk were blowing up the ECW arena by the tape. Okay. Thanks, Thanks, Paul. We gotta
1: go. We gotta go, right. Yeah, I, I did I did not like that. And I did not like that for a lot of ECW stuff. But this one uh, um, definitely affected me where I was like, come on, dude.
0: Chad, the thing that got me the, the most when I was younger, because like I said, I was 14 or 15 at the time, was the night Kimona Wanalea danced atop the ECW arena. And me being a young guy, I was like, did she get naked? I wonder if she got naked. Never bought the tape. Took me in my thirties to realize she never got naked. No. She was just in a towel dancing around. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: Dude, I, I I I could I could tell you, I could sit there and tell you how many people in the locker room sat there by that monitor and just right. watched the whole entire thing and just said, What
2: what's this? What's this, right?
1: Um who 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 is this broad? <laughs> <laughs> What's she doing here, and why is she not doing what she's supposed to do? Right. You know, that's that's yeah, cool you, what, the, let you. The,
0: the truth of the matter was, she was doing what she was supposed to do. That was all she was hired for, but to be tips and ass. She didn't wrestle, right? She wasn't a wrestler from another company.
1: No, she wasn't a wrestler from any company,
0: right? <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying.
1: She, she had, had to have on. been a she had to have been a stripper that fucking Raven found. Had to be, <laughs> she and,
0: looked like one. So she yeah, got she, had,
1: she had to. She had to. Yeah. Or if it wasn't Raven, it was somebody Paul found, like at a, at a club or whatever. That like I do it all the time. And Archie, you know, if you want to be if you want to be a star in this business, you got, you you ought to start talking to people when you go to go in the corral. You need. I talk to people in them.
0: Golden Corral all the time Where's the chocolate fountain When are you bringing out more steaks is There, any more there you go you need,
1: <laughs> you, know? you need to start seeing some fit women And asking them Hey have you ever thought of getting into the wrestling business <laughs> That's my That's my introduction line <laughs> to every broad
2: We're <laughs> <laughs> just walking
3: up to broads And being like Show me your chocolate fountain <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs>
2: Aaron
1: Holy I mean, Aaron, <laughs> you know, Aaron, I've been in this business 30 years, and I've never done that, and it's I don't eight, think that's eight. the way to go.
3: He said, show me your chocolate fountain. Like,
0: it could work. It, it, could, work. it could work.
1: Yeah, it's it can, but...
0: Business. Would you like to show me your chocolate fountain? Uh, okay, thank you.
1: But as soon as you sign that contract, you're going to be dealing with human resources. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to
3: see <laughs> somebody's chocolate fountain, you don't go to Golden Corral, you go to Arby's.
0: Oh god, ew. Oh, and the meat flaps?
3: Got... <laughs> oh, now you got the meat flaps.
0: Oh my god. So, man, man.
3: Every every time I eat Arby's like 20 minutes later, I'm blowing a fucking chocolate fountain. <laughs>
0: oh. Aaron, give me your, your give me your grade on uh, hostile city showdown ninety five. Uh C minus. Chad.
1: Um, I'd give it a B because it, it it was a, it was a good effort. It was just poor execution.
0: I have to agree with, with Chad. I'll give it a B as well. Guerrero and Malenko being the only high spot in the whole show, which of course that's what it was supposed to be. And just poor execution when it came to finishing up the matches.
1: Yeah. this, this The whole entire Shane stuff was just, you know, if you would have not given me that the whole match at all, I would have been happy with just ending the show with Malenko Guerrero. Well, yeah.
0: I think they ended the a couple and, episodes and,
1: of and, ECW. And don't, hang on, Archie. Hang on, Arch. But, <laughs> I mean, if if just say you got rid of that main event and then you just ended the show with, with Malenko Guerrero and then you just rang the bell and then the crowd just stood there. And if Malenko Guerrero would have just stood there for like five minutes in the ring, that crowd would have bought that. Oh, yeah. You know, they would have just said they, they would have said this was fucking great. You know, they you know, because because they would have been there, they would just stood there like wrestling was real and they ran out of time and they just didn't have enough time to do their match, and they just would have stood there with their hands on their hips and looking at each other, and that would have been the way to just end the show. Wow. Fucking just get the fuck out of there. <laughs>
0: I, I do agree with you. I do, and I like I said. I think a few ECW episodes ended with Malenko and Guerrero their matches because that's how good they were. They knew they knew those really. That was the perfect end point.
1: Dude, this is a true story. Um, back back when they were wrestling each other, I used to have a I used to have my own phone line at my house that I lived at, and I had a, a pro wrestling hotline. Where all it was was an answer machine. Or she, it's literally. <laughs> It was a set answer machine. And every day I would just I'd look at <laughs> there and I'd post notes or whatever. And me and my buddy, remember the Austin, I mean, uh, Malenko Guerrero Classic? Yeah. When they did the advertisement for it, when it was yeah. Perfect Strangers, and it was like, da-na-na. you know, it was like two guys, three buildings, whatever. Well, me and a buddy of mine that I used to live with or live around, we did an Austin Houston classic, which wasn't it wasn't wrestling. It was we went to like thirty three bars down in our <laughs> tour. It was like a tourist lo- location down where we live and we went to like thirty three bars on our bikes. And okay. when when I got home I changed my answer machine message and I put perfect strangers on there and I was like, It's the Austin, Houston classic <laughs> and, and I did the whole entire thing and he lo- he the guy was like dude that's the greatest thing in the world it's like it's after the Malengo Guerrero classic but it wasn't as good as them <laughs> they tore it uh, man i mean what can uh, you say like we like there wasn't a single person in the locker room that wasn't standing in line you know right to, right, to, right. to shake to shake their hands and go I don't know what the fuck you did out there. I, I feel like Mark Henry, because Mark Henry's like the worst wrestler in the world. But like, like he'd be the first guy to stand backstage and shake your hand and tell you, you know, you did a good job out there, and and then be like, yeah, you know what? It's a good thing nobody ever said it to you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chad, give us your closing uh, words of the night. I, I thought I thought the show was good. I, I mean.
1: Uh, I mean, it was good in the sense that it was, you know, Aaron or, or Nate or whoever, whoever you are, Yeah.
0: Um.
1: we always, we, don't we always talk about how they're building the progression of the future? But yeah. we, we never, we never, we always stumble upon, why aren't they there yet? Right. <laughs> why, why, <laughs> you know, it's always, it's always, why are they still building on this? Why, right. why haven't we like, Why haven't we stepped over this, like, like, you know, little, you know, stone to where we're there? And again, I think we're, we're going somewhere and, and it's just going to take, uh, Santino Morello. I mean, maybe to get us there. Oh my God. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Right, Aaron? Yeah. And,
3: and that's what I was trying to say about the, um even though Ian sucks, um, that's what the Axel Ian feud, I think is going to be. It's the jumping off point. It's where ECW started becoming violent and extreme and doing all their shit because they had, they had to do something because they lost Sabu because Sabu was like, you know, not around because of the, the, Whatever, but Japan. yeah, the Japan shit. So I think it this show is the show that I think's popping it off. Like, dude, like,
1: this Sabu Japan shit could have been in in a backhanded way could have been the best thing that ever happened to him. Yeah, because the fans would have never known how depraved he would have been from sabu if it wasn't for this for the fact that sabu wasn't there right you know and then when paul made an announcement that sabu had a a, you know them motherfuckers are like what the fuck (laughs) you know what i mean like if if if, if paul would have said you know chad austin had another booking it would have been fuck chad fuck chad but uh but you know, you, you're telling me that Sabu's not going to be here tonight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's fucking. You're talking dangerous. That that was gutsy from Paul to even say that. Yeah, I just
3: like you were saying, like, oh, when are we going to get there with the ECW? We're we're there. Like next couple of weeks, we're rolling into like the real
1: ECW. <laughs> I agree. What it was meant to be. What it was meant to be, exactly. The writing well. man. You can see the you can see the writing. And you can see the players, right? Yep. Definitely. You see, you see who Paul's gonna play with, you know. Obviously it wasn't Stetson, you know. Because he got beat earlier in the show, and was in Tsubo, oh.
0: he he wasn't around anymore.
1: Out there. <laughs> Dude, I'm glad you knew his name because I don't fucking know what the fuck
0: <laughs> I didn't know what he was supposed to be.
1: <laughs> well, he he was that stupid fucking Mishinoku Pro guy. I guess. Yeah, never saw and... him
0: again though after this. Well, they'll of... they'll all be
1: on here for the next couple weeks, yes. right? I think so. Yeah, we got all them fucking Misunoka Pro fucking idiots on here, and yeah, you know, you know, ECW was finding its way. It found the niche, and this is where they started fucking nailing it. I think. All right, Aaron, give us your closing
3: uh, statement for the evening. Uh, Just thank everybody for listening. Listen to all the shows on the WrestleNet Radio and. I appreciate everybody that listens to Reliving the Extreme and thank you, Archie, for pitching in for an eight this week. Are you not banged up?
1: Huh? That's up. Are you banged up? Am Are I you? banged up? No,
3: I'm not banged up.
1: Oh, it sounded like you were banged up when you were doing that pitch. No?
0: Well, I'm banged up. I've been drinking <laughs> since Thursday. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank you for joining us. Thank you to Chad Austin and to uh, Nate, Wait a minute, uh I never Austin. got to say my goodbyes. <laughs> oh, so those were your goodbyes. I said give me a right, go-go ahead, Chad. Yeah, but I got I got my own
1: I got my own website, my own whatever. I have a, my own <laughs> GoFundMe.
0: Go <brother>. <laughs> Tell us where we gotta go, brother. Go ahead. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Again, thank you, everybody. Thank you to Aaron and uh, Chad for welcoming me Uh Get Well Soon, Nate. Uh, make sure you check out all the shows here on WrestleNet Radio, including If You Smell What the Arch Is Cooking and the Nothing But Trouble podcast. That's oh, right. good plums. Lord.
1: keep showing the fucking arch.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Chad's Video Vault.
0: Chad's, Chad's Video Vault. Make sure you check it out. Check out Aaron's show, uh, uh, The Year That Was, and uh, the Weekend Wrestle podcast as well. Thank you all. Have a great night. And we will see you next week.
1: Yeah, I can see anybody.